Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? This your boy, Isaac. And this is your boy, Bryce. And we are Brothers on Tennis. And guess what, folks? We have made it to the midpoint of the Australian Open 2020. Man, oh, man. Bryce, have you been watching some tennis, man? My whole schedule has been flipped to the Australian time zone. (laughs) So I'm staying up to like 4 or 5 o'clock every morning and not getting up the next morning until like (laughs) 10.30. Oh my goodness. Brother, you are a trooper. I only wish I could be doing it with you. If I didn't have this what, J-O-B, I would be doing the same thing. I'm trying to tell you. (laughs) Insane. Oh my goodness. Yeah, man. This this Australian Open has been insane. And and I guess Bryce to start off with, man, we want to make sure that we uh we just kind of talk about what happened over the weekend and I mean, unfortunately, the world has just lost a a great a great champion, a great uh, you know, sports a sports person and and just just uh someone who has done a lot uh inside and out of the sport, and that's Kobe Bryant. Um, we were actually out on the tennis courts, you, myself, and our fellas playing some doubles when the news of Kobe's uh, passing came in. And man, oh man, it talk about a so uh, just a somber moment, man. It, it really, really, it really hit us hard, man. How how you doing today with that? Better today. Yesterday was tough, and and I can still remember when you looked at the alert on your phone. And I could immediately tell that there was something, you know, very serious. Um, And then when you said it, it's like you hear the words, but it doesn't really connect with you mentally yet. And um, and I was a big Kobe fan. And obviously with us living here in Southern California, he's a major icon of of the city and, and five championships and. You know, I remember things like him even speaking at Michael Jackson's funeral, which is very interesting because for me, the way I felt hearing about his just very unfortunate and tragic passing, it reminded me a bit of how I felt like when I heard about Michael Jackson and when I heard about Prince and when I heard about Whitney Houston. It's one of those type of things where you're like, you'll probably always remember where you were when you originally heard the news? Yes, exactly. Just like it was a punch in the gut, man. I mean, we bar- we couldn't even really play tennis after that. We just, didn't. Yeah, we went yeah. out to eat and yeah. it was, we just kept saying, wow, did that really happen? Yeah, it just seemed completely unreal. And honestly, it still, it just feels completely unreal that that, 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 uh, that, that occurred, man. And, um, and yeah. what some people may not know is he really did have a connection to the tennis community. That's uh, right. That's right. He uh, Novak Djokovic just recently, you know, shared with the world that, you know, Kobe had been a mentor for him when he was going through a lot of his problems uh, a couple right. of years ago, and uh, and we saw Kobe last year at the at the U.S. Open. That's exactly right. Um, he was there supporting, I think, Coco Golf and Serena, and. Um, and he's been on the tennis channel before and he's you know he has there's a lot of pictures of him out there with tennis players at the olympics and um so the tennis community definitely uh is feeling this loss as well as i'm sure everybody in the world is absolutely i even had seen i guess that he had sent like uh, naomi osaka a couple text messages same with maria sharapova i mean 
it just it you just never knew how far his reach was and it's just like i said just an absolutely tragic tragic loss and um so to the the bryant family to those who were in the helicopter crash i mean because there was also a husband wife and their young daughter mm -hmm. another coach as well as a um another mother and daughter on that plane and the pilot so i mean just our, our sincerest condolences to just all of those families impacted by that tragic, tragic event. Um, I think the thing that we can take away from this, Bryce, is, man, tomorrow is not promised. And we got to live, you know, you got to live your best life, you know. And um, I think for us, it's like we enjoy this thing called tennis. Um, like I said, it's just ironic the fact that we did hear about it as we were on the courts playing tennis. And I think what that tells me is, you know what? Get out there and do what you enjoy. And boy, oh boy, do I love me some tennis, Bryce. And I think that is the absolute right message to take from this. Absolutely, absolutely. So, Bryce, getting on with the Australian Open 2020, man. Um, we we got through the first week, and uh, there was a lot of really interesting things that kind of popped up. And uh, I mean, I know the ladies had some some interesting upsets, and and the the men things have been kind of kind of interesting as well. But um, what have been your thoughts this first week of the Australian Open twenty twenty? Well, <laughs> the <laughs> the funny thing is that, like you're saying, um, we're going to talk about kind of where we're at in the quarterfinals. And I think from a prediction standpoint, in terms of the eight women that made the quarterfinal, I think I only predicted three of them <laughs> to make it there. Yeah, brother. I only think I got two right, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? The, the women were like, we don't give a damn about your predictions for exactly. the 2020 Australian Open. <laughs> exactly. What well, we had good off seasons. We gonna come in here and show out. And let me tell you, folks have been showing out. So, Bryce, if we were to look at the women and you look at sort of that first quarter of the draw, what kind of stood out for you as far as like an upset or just a, a match that just stuck with you uh, for, uh, throughout that first week? Actually, absolutely nothing. Um, <laughs> no, I'm serious. To me, this was the one quarter that went mm. to form uh, wow. all the way down to Madison Keys losing to Sakari. <laughs> no, no, I'm just I'm just saying, I thought that's yeah. when she was going to go out. I mean, right. I know I know some people had her winning the tournament and all that kind of stuff, but <laughs> I knew Sakari had something for her and and she did. But and she did. And of the three people I predicted to be in the quarterfinals, uh the two that came out of that quarter, which were Barty and Kavitova, mm -hmm. that's who I picked. See. Smart man. See, I, I was still on the, the Madison Keys train. So, mm -hmm. of course, I. I... <laughs> so, yeah, I had Barty and Madison Keys. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately, I shouldn't say unfortunately. I'm always happy when Kavitova does well because I like her. So, right. good job, sir. Good job on picking the right folks. You, you did well. <laughs> that trend will not continue. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because, dude, let's go into that, that next quarter. OMG. Now, this, to us, this was our quarter of death. This was our, it, it was a quarter of death. <laughs> if, if you were a seed and you were a favorite, it was tight on you. It was tight on you, except for one person. Apparently, that was Sonya Kennan. <laughs> right, and I did not expect for her to, to get there. So, look, for me, I had predicted, stupid me, why would I pick 
Osaka and Serena uh, <laughs> in, in this quarter. I, I don't know what I was thinking. Uh, but uh, for me, there were a bunch of, of surprises here. Uh, yeah. Obviously, the one thing that really wasn't that much of a surprise, though, was Sloane Stevens going out in the first round. <laughs> No, I, that was a surprise to me because I thought at least she would get through that first round. But no, she was just like, I just don't even care. I <laughs> tried not right now. I tried to tell you not until the wedding. <laughs> not until the wedding. <laughs> don't <you> know. get hyped. <laughs> um, so I was a little surprised. Um, I was I wasn't that surprised with that one. I was definitely surprised. I, I, and we talked about it. I said that if Venus Williams was healthy, I right. thought she had a really good chance to avenge that loss to Coco Goff and Wimbledon. But if she wasn't completely healthy, um, then I gave Goff the edge. But I'm going to tell you what, I don't know if Venus was completely healthy or not. I didn't really see anything that, that showed she wasn't healthy. I mean, you know, she's, you know, she's older now. So, you know, there's still some kind of decline there, but I was impressed with a couple of things. Okay. Number one, I was to me, I saw a market improvement in Coco Golf's game from when she played her in Wimbledon to this match in the US Open. I would agree with that. She looked like a much more complete player and you know, and I think that's that trend is definitely just gonna continue uh, in these upcoming years. The other thing that surprised me in that match was, <laughs> believe it or not, how good Venus Williams' forehand looked. Right? I mean, when do we actually say that about Venus? Is that her forehand was looking like it was? It was? It was looking fantastic. It was looking great, and uh, but unfortunately, other parts of her game that are usually there uh, weren't there. Her backhand did not seem to be. Uh, as on as it usually is, and and the serving was a little questionable. Uh, And she definitely did not take advantage of trying to take over the net as much as I would have liked to have seen her do. So, you know, that being said, you know, Coco Golf, you know, advanced, which took me to my next surprise because I truly did not expect for her to beat Osaka. Right. Um, I thought Osaka was going to win that match, but... Uh, she didn't, and um, the surprises continued in in this quarter because I, you know, we knew that this was Wozniacki's last tournament, right? And when she got past Yastrzemska, because I knew that mm-hmm. was going to be a challenge, right? I guess maybe I was the one sleeping on this Jabur. Yeah, yeah, me but, too. But I thought Wozniacki was going to make it through there. Actually, I thought Wozniacki. Um, was going to meet Serena. And <laughs> was stupid me, I mean, <laughs> Serena didn't feel like Wayne Chung in that night. <laughs> and she lost. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, Wayne Chung came out and was like, nah, sister, you ain't going to beat me like you did before Love and One. I mean, she fed her, Bryce. The last meeting, she fed her. And I mean, a feast. It wasn't like it was just some, some crumbs. She fed her like a whole buffet. And Wayne Chan was like, oh, you're not going to do that to me this time around. Right. <laughs> that, th- th- so, I mean, we get to the to this quarterfinal, and yeah. we have Sophia Kennan versus Jabur. And I'm sorry, I, 
I, I just did not see that one coming at all. Yeah, I don't know that anybody did. Because if you did, you need to go out and buy you some lottery tickets because you're going to be rich. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just be clear about it, man. You're going to be rich. And I, and Bryce, one last thing that I want to say just in regards to the whole Coco Golf uh, run. I have to say, I did, I've completely underestimated her backhand. Her backhand is world class, man. It, it is. I mean, it it is amazing how well she hits that backhand. It's it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, Love it. yeah. I've been a fan of the backhand, uh, but I think this is why it goes back to what I said earlier. I saw some real improvement in that forehand. Exactly. And and you know, if she's able to continue to beef that forehand to match that backhand she already has, and, and wait a minute, let's also talk about that serve. Yeah, she did. She she uh, amped up those uh, mild powers on that serve, too. Yeah, and we're talking about on the second serve. Yes, yes. So, I mean, I was telling somebody just the other day, uh, you know, it may sound like she hasn't done a whole lot making it to the third round, but she's done a whole lot making it to the third round, beating the people that she has beat and still remembering that Miss Goff is only 15 years 15. old. 15. 15 until March. I mean, it's just incredible how well she is doing. And I think the progression is just spot on. Doing well, team. Y'all keep up the great work. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, Bryce, what about that 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 next uh, that next section on the bottom half of the draw? Miss Belinda Bencic. Well, I almost got that quarter right. Um, I had originally Bencic meeting Halep. And, and we know that we have in the quarterfinals Halep versus Contevayet. Yep. Um, but the, the surprise to me in this section was really a first-round match between Sabalenka and Suarez Navarro. And, yeah. and listeners may <laughs> even remember <laughs> that I kind of clowned uh, Suarez Navarro saying that she was doing her boys to men. This was going to be the end of the road. <laughs> For her That's against right. uh, uh, Sabalenka, but uh, she was actually doing a new edition because she was like, <laughs> "Don't count me out, <laughs> don't leave me out." Okay, don't leave me out. So oh. I was really surprised that she took out Sabalenka in the first round. Yeah, that one was a big surprise to me. But Carla Suarez Navarro, she's got game, man. She's, she's, you know, not the biggest lady on the tour, but man, oh man, I love her strokes. I mean, she can play. You, and, uh, you know who else loves her strokes? Who? That's Swiatek. Yes, <laughs> Swiatek. Yeah. Yeah. She she liked her strokes too, and she let her yeah, she, she let her know just how much in the second round. <laughs> Yeah, but at least that was a, respect, a respectable beatdown. She beat her six three seven five, so that's not too bad. What I did not even see coming was the fact that Contevea would put them things on benches, love and one. You you talk about a feeding. I, I'm sorry, there is no reason why benches should take should take a feeding like that. That's just crazy. I wanted to ask benches, did you even try? <laughs> right? It's like, come on now, you, you go out there and do something for us. Come on. I mean, that was just absurd, my friend. So that one, very, very surprising. But, you know, on the other side, hey, everybody made it who was supposed to make it. Halep made it, you know, to the to the quarters. So yeah. that should be an interesting one. Yeah, and I actually, yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah. And how about the last section there? So so we've got uh, Svitolina's section and Pliskova. <laughs> Once again, 
dumb me picks Svitolina and Pliskova. I don't know why. <laughs> I mean, everybody should have known it was going to be Pavlachenkova and, right. and, and Mudaruta. Of course. I mean, why wouldn't you pick those two, right? I, I mean, come on. I Listen, that, that just, to me, these results have been insane. But what I will say about uh, Garbina Muguruza is it looks like she has found the form that won her the two grand slams over Miss Serena Williams and Miss Venus Williams at the French and the Wimbledon, respectively. She looks good, bro. Well, I'm telling you what, she must have been just a little hungry because after she ate that bagel from... <laughs> From Shelby Rogers in the first round, she hasn't looked back at all. At all, she did, she just got turned up, man. She was just like, "No, wait a minute, you don't feed me, you don't feed me." Right. <laughs> so I mean, I I don't know. I thought Svitolina would have taken her out still, but she didn't. And I mean, Muguruza, she's on a tear, and I totally agree with you. She looks really good right now. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So, Bryce, with us going through all of those different quarters, let's talk about now, for those who are remaining, what are your predictions as far as who will make it to the semis, who will make it to the final, and who will actually take home the Australian Open title? Because, mind you, there is no longer any lady in the draw who has won this tournament. So it will be a first-time Australian Open champion on the women's side. Who you got, man? Well, um, and that's a very interesting point. I didn't think about that. But up top, I think I'm going to go with Barty will make it to the semis to face Kennett. Mm-hmm. And then at the bottom, I think Halep will advance to meet Muguruza. Okay. I have then Barty taking out Kennan to make it to the finals. Mm-hmm. And I have Halep taking out Muguruza to make okay. it to the finals. And mm-hmm. I actually have the young Australian of the year, Ashley Barty, taking out Simona Halep to win her first Australian Open. Wow, that's bold, man. Well, it's not bold because she's no one playing. <laughs> right. That's pretty good. <laughs> I, I think you know a lot of times when they talk about the players having the pressure from them from their home country. Yeah. Uh, for for that slam. I don't know. I, I just have this feeling that Barty embraces that. And it isn't uh, as much of a pressure as you've seen on players in the past. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, I tell you what. I had that same semifinal, Barty against Kennan, and I had the same result. I think that Barty will actually take out Sophia or Sonia Kennan. I think it's been a great run for her, you know, but um, I think it ends – uh, her making it to the semis there. Mm-hmm. And I actually have uh, Halep, like you. I have Halep and I have Muguruza because I do feel like they will make it to the semifinals on that bottom half. Unlike you, though, <laughs> I actually have Muguruza making it to the finals against Barty because there's just something about how she's playing that is just just really impressing me. Okay. And so while this may sound crazy, but I'm calling the upset. I think Muguruza will actually take out Barty. I think that pressure is going to actually get to her. And I think that she's going to unfortunately lose the Australian Open final to Muguruza. And I think this will make her give her number three as far as Grand Slam titles go. You know what this means, right? What's that? By us making these predictions that Kennan is going to win. (laughs) I know exactly, right? (laughs) 
<laughs> Which you know what? If she if she can step through there and get her a major, you know what? Good on you, because she's a young American. I ain't gonna hate on her. Like we've talked about her swag sometimes is a little off putting, but yeah. overall she's an American. So if she can get it done, I ain't gonna be mad at her. Right? I, yeah, yeah. I, I'll be I'll be happy for her. But I definitely, yeah. I I yeah. I wouldn't put I wouldn't put my coins on that. <laughs> Awesome. So, Bryce, let's jump on over to the men. Yes. How about that? Definitely. Let's talk about the men. So, we're going to follow that same format, my man. So, let's talk about that sort of that first uh, first section of uh, uh, the first quarter, if you will, on the men's side of the draw. So, that was Nadal, and I believe that was Mr. Uh, Dominic Teams. Yes. Um, so what what about some of the you know matchups in there? What did you what did you see, or what what interests you to talk about, my man? Well, uh, there were a couple that I was interested in in, in that top half. Um, yeah. One of them was, <laughs> and I don't know what we need to do with this, but, I mean, FAA. <laughs> oh, Felix. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on, man. How you going to go out to Ernest Gilbus? I mean, come on. He, he done changed his forehand 92 times. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And, you know, I want FAA to do well. I really do. But something is missing. Yeah. And, well, I would say right now. But go ahead. Yeah. And, and and obviously, if his, I don't know, soon I may start looking at the coaching. And I don't really know who his coach is. But yeah. some of the problems I'm seeing that he's having, they're not getting resolved. Right. I agree with you. I absolutely agree with you, bro. Uh, it's It's... Yeah. So yeah. anyway, he went out in the first round to, to Gobus, and I, that is a match to me that he should have won. But um, I think one of the best matches of the tournament was when Kyrgios beat Hatchinoff in the third round. Oh, oh my goodness. That match was insane, Bryce. Oh, that was a good match. Good five-setter. <laughs> um, th- that was really entertaining. Uh, I, that, that's one of my favorite matches of the tournament thus far. Now, yep. remember, this is the quarter that you had the open-chested laugh at me <laughs> when I told you that I predicted there was going to be two brothers in the quarterfinals, Kyrgios and Monfils. And you almost got your wish, brother. Well, it would have been my wish as well, because those are my boys, Kyrios and Monfils. But, yeah, I did have to laugh at you on that one, because it just, <laughs> still makes it still funny to me. And all, all I had to do is to pick the seeds, <laughs> and I would have had Nadal and team. That's true, which is what I did. So, yeah, I kind of comped out on that. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You you definitely stretched a lot more than Brother Isaac did on that one. But I And I, I commend you for that, bro. I absolutely do. Yeah, commend me for that L. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but you know what? Let's talk about the Kyrgios and the doll match because I'm going to tell you what, bro. Kyrgios put it out there. I mean, for him to have survived that five-setter against Hachinov yep. and then to come back only a couple of days later and play Nadal as hard as he did, dude, that's so commendable in my opinion. And he kept his head on right. I mean, mind you, he did take the L, but I mean, to me, it was a respectable L because he just played a great match. And on the day, Nadal was just a little bit better. He was, and it surprised me that this match had the exact same score <laughs> as the beating that uh, Nadal put on him at Wimbledon, I believe. Yep, 
Yep. No, that's right. That's the exact same score. But one, so, of, but one of the things that stood out to me in this match, um, you know, showing how he was able to fight until that tiebreaker in the fourth set was that his conditioning must be okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think they were even mentioning that as well because you can't you can't last those five setters and then go up against Nadal. And, and, and still be right to actually be able to pull out a victory. And he was close, man. There was just, to me, it was just a couple mental points. It had nothing to do with the physical. I think mentally, it was just Nadal was able to to get the right points at the right time. But no, physically, Nick looked good, bro. He, he did. real good. He did. I was impressed. I was very impressed, man. Yeah. So we are stuck then <laughs> with uh, <laughs> Nadal and team. Yes, and uh, yes. and and I'm I'm being I'm joking when I'm saying stuck because, uh, <laughs> you know that's a very exciting quarterfinal to look forward to. They have some battles. Oh yeah, yeah. Them 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 boys can hit the ball. They 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 hit the ball hard. So yeah, I'm very much looking forward to that quarterfinal. That's gonna be good. Yeah yeah. So now in the bottom. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Of that top half. Now this was Medvedev's. Quarter, uh, you know. Normally, we put the top two seeds. We would have said Medvedev and Zarev, but I wasn't showing Zarev any love <laughs> there. Uh, and so I had picked Medvedev foolishly, apparently. <laughs> well, no, uh, you no. know he made it there. Medvedev against Rublev, and uh, I thought, you know, I don't know. I thought Rublev with his uh, the streak that he was on, yeah. uh, and being in Zara's, you know, kind of half of the the quarterfinals, uh, right, right? I thought that he was going to get that one through, but wow! Yeah, yeah, it was. It's <clears throat> excuse me, it was really, really tough on uh, on Rublev only because like you, he's on this winning streak. But what I didn't know was that apparently, not only has he not lost. Uh, uh, not uh, he has not won against Zverev. He hasn't even taken a set off of Zverev in their meetings, and that so, and that remains true. <laughs> exactly, that remains true because Zverev was like, "Oh, I got Rublev. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. It's it's on like popcorn right up in here, and he put the bangs on him." So you know, I picked Rublev. I thought he was going to play uh, Rude uh, in the fourth <laughs> round. But right. he played Zerve and he took the beat down. Now, in right. the other fourth round matchup, I actually did have Medvedev uh, okay. meeting Vavrinka. Mm-hmm. And that really did happen. Now, the only problem is <laughs> <laughs> I picked Medvedev to win that match, uh, but Vavrinka won it. But I'm going to tell yeah. you something. I, I was thinking about it before this match was played. I like those two players about equally. So although I picked Medvedev, I'm very happy for Varvinka that he won that match. Right, right. And funny enough, Bryce, so when we were making our predictions, I was going to step out there and do something bold. I actually wrote down Stan's name. 
and then I crossed it out <laughs> and put Medvedev as the winner of that match. You didn't believe so like in it. You, I didn't believe in it. I you ain't I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. I was shame. I was shame. <laughs> but Stan Stan's like, don't forget, y'all. I am a Grand Slam title holder, and I love the Australian Open. And boy, oh boy, talk about another good match. That match between Vavrinka and Medvedev. That was a good match. That was Ooh. a good match. Um, that was good. And 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 I just wanna make one more note about this quarter. Yeah. And I'm going to send out a direct message to my boy, Joe Willie Thonga. <laughs> yeah. Now, he took that L in the first round, the pop room. Yes, he did. And I'm, I'm Joe Willie, if you're listening, you know, you my guy. I love you, man. But you got to step your game up if you're going to retain my support. Because... <laughs> Because I'm not going to be out here looking like Isaac and Carolina Garcia. Uh, every week putting out all this hope, <laughs> you know. Right? Just for you, you know to be some, stinking up to join. I'm, you know it's some French players, man. That's what it is. Uh, oh, I didn't think about that. <laughs> yeah. So, so Joe, I'm going to need you to step up your game and hold your spot. Because Larovich is, uh, is quickly coming up on your tail. Wow, that's ooh, that's that's tight. Yeah, Jay, come on, brother, get it, get get yourself right. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bryce, how about that bottom quarter? All right, the bottom quarter. So, <laughs> you know, I think I was doing pretty good. Um, you know, and 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 that in that first quarter in the bottom, of course, I was surprised. You know that I, I thought Berrettini was going to uh, meet. Roger, Um, and you know, we got Roger there, but I sure (laughs) as heck didn't expect Tennis Sangren. (laughs) Oh my God! With Tennis Sangren, yo, come on, man! I, 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 I didn't, I didn't see it, and and this happened to be one of the quarters that had some very interesting matchups for me. So, didn't expect for Sangren to go out to Berrettini. That was one. I was surprised a little bit by um, Query beating Corich because Corich right. was looking pretty good at the ATP Cup. Right. Um, you know, I was definitely I had called the upset of Opelka over over um, Fonini. You did, and he was up two sets and one zero. When the match was postponed and had to go to the next day. And you know what? I said to myself, I said, that match needed to complete. Because yep. I, yep. I, I think he would have definitely won. Fonini is too much of a veteran to, to have a night to go home and sleep about it. <laughs> right. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. And, and I, you know, I, I, so my, my big upset prediction uh, got thwarted then. And then uh, I what I must admit I was a little surprised that Tommy Paul uh, put it on Dimitrov, but you know, I mean Dimitrov was probably dazed and confused from that damn uh, <laughs> outfit he was wearing, <laughs> the pajamas. <laughs> Man, I would go beat my apparel provider down for that. I'm like, you expect me to wear this? What? Pajamas, dude. He was wearing pajamas on the court, bro. Pajamas. <laughs> Ridiculous. 
<laughs> yeah, that was bold, man. That was bold. But you know what? Hey, he he owned it. So at least he got out there and was like, "Look, I'm I'm just this my look, and 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 this is what I agreed to. So therefore, this is what I'm gonna do." <laughs> um, I personally would not have done that, but hey, D- Grigor, good on you, brother. Good on you, man. <laughs> I tell you oh, what, man. there was one more match I was thinking about that was in that section, and 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 once again, you know, I was surprised based upon on how how well they looked at the ATP Cup, but Shapovalov, you know, yeah. I did not expect for him to go out to Fush or Fushnevich. Yeah, Fushnevich was like, "Ain't nobody scared of you." <laughs> no, Fushnikins was like, "No, right, Fushnikins." <laughs> <laughs> so. I, you know, although I had picked Berrettini and Roger, um, mm-hmm. you know, I had the Roger part right, but Tennis Sangren didn't see that one coming. Yeah, neither did I. And see, I had Fognini because remember we were talking about it. I thought Fognini would end up. I, I, I felt like he was going to get past uh, Opelka, but like you, I didn't think so when I initially saw it that first day. But when they, when they, when they uh, uh, had to suspend the match, I was like, yeah, I was like, Fognini gonna come back and win this, and sure enough, he did. Um, and so I had him running it all the way up into the quarters, but who knew that Tennis Sangren was going to even take out Fognini? I was just like, dang, right. that just it just didn't even make any sense to me. But it was like, okay, and I have to do we. I, I just have to personally give a shout out because I'm just a big fan of this particular player, and his game just seems to be getting better and better and better, and I'm just very very impressed. And that's Mr. Johnny Millman's. Uh, I call him Millman's, but it's Millman, uh, Australia. John, Johnny's been playing some great tennis. He took out Federer a long time ago in the U.S. Open a couple years back, and he basically was like, this ain't no fluke. I like Federer's game. And, <laughs> and he's like, bitch, I like your game. Come bring it. And, I mean, he took him to a tough five-setter. And honestly, Bryce, that thing could have gone any which way. Millman, unfortunately, didn't hold his nerve because he was up 8-4 yeah. in that match tie break. Yeah. And honestly, Roger was, he was, hey, he was making reservations to go and get home and go to Dubai or whatever he does after the Australian Open. And unfortunately, Millman blinked. And Roger was like, nah, nah, bitch, right. don't blink. Roger was like, wait a minute. I'm playing Millman. Exactly. Hold on. Wait a minute. I still got a shot. <laughs> But Johnny Millman, good for you, brother. Good job, and man, talk about some improvements. That was a that was also another fantastic match, Bryce. That was incredible. Yeah, um, uh, I, I agree. He he he, does, he and he played. I think he won both of his matches at the ATP Cup. Yes, so, that's right. Um, that's right. That was and then we, yeah, and then we've got that last quarter, man. So, what are your thoughts on the final quarter, Mr. Djokovic's quarter, along with uh, Mr. Sisipas? Yeah, very surprised because those are the two that I thought were going to make it. And, uh, of course, Djokovic is there. There's no surprise in that. But um, I I was really surprised that Tsitsipas went out to Rionic. Uh, Apparently, Rionic is having the Australian Open of his life. Um, And who knows? I'm going to be very interested to see how that match with Djokovic is. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, I expect for, you know, Djokovic to, you know, probably – you know, get that, but you know, I, there is no way I was picking Rionic <laughs> when we first did our predictions here, because um, uh, I because I, I thought RBA was looking so good, 
Yeah, me too. I th that's who I had picked to, to make it to uh, to meet Novak, and unfortunately, he got taken out. So yeah, yeah, got to yeah, got to give it to to Raonic, man. And and and, hey, and Chilich, Chilich was the one that actually took out RBA. So kudos yeah. to Chilich yeah. for having a, a rebound. So good on him. And you know, uh, you know, my my one of my new faves, you know, Rovich. Now I knew he wasn't going to win the tournament or anything like that, but I did think he was going to make it to face his countryman uh Djokovic and right. uh but unfortunately Diego Swishman was like nah 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 son <laughs> <laughs> I might be small in stature but I got game <laughs> <laughs> right. so he kind of you know uh put the halt on my boys uh tournament there but um I you know uh Rianich and, and Djokovic it'll definitely be a, a contrast in styles uh, in that, that quarterfinal, that it definitely will be. So, with that being said, brother, let's talk about the uh, who do you see making it to the semifinals and the finals, and who do you see taking home the the championship on the men's side? Well, this may come as some surprise, or maybe not. Um, <laughs> up top, I think I have Nadal making it to the semifinals over Team, okay. and I. Now, I fully expect for Varvinka to put this full and complete smackdown on Zero <laughs> in that quarterfinal and and make it to the semifinals okay. against Nadal. And on the bottom half, I have Federer, which I am expecting for him to take care of Tennis Sangren. The thing that scares me a little bit is that Federer admitted that he's never played him before. So oh. that's got me a little nervous, but, you know, Federer, come on, let's pull this one through. And, That's right. They're going to be all right. Right. And I have him, of course, meeting Djokovic. I mean, I think that uh, Rayanich will be singing the Boys to Men song. Uh, he will be coming to the end of his road. Uh, I just think Djokovic has too much to figure out a way to win. Right. Now, in the finals, I have, I think I have Varvinka beating Nadal. Uh, wow. I, because I feel like Nadal just came off of this tough match with Kyrgios. I expect for uh, team to be a battle. And he hasn't fared particularly well against uh, Varvinka on hard court, uh, nor in Grand Slams. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and Varvinka, like you were saying, how Muguruza kind of is looking really good right now yeah that's the yeah. that's the way i feel about stan and stan if you if you've noticed the times that he has won grand slams they weren't necessarily times when he was just like he was just like playing out of his mind you know right. it was unexpected and i kind of feel like there's been so much focus on not only the big three but kind of they've kind of got the next three with team and cesar pass and um and Medvedev that people have kind of forgotten a little bit about Varvinka. And um, so I think he's going to get up on a doll to make it to the finals. And, you know, normally, especially earlier in a tournament versus in the finals, I would go with Federer over Djokovic. But just to be honest with you, Federer has not looked the best to me. And I think Federer has to be at his best to get with Djokovic. So, I'm going to, unfortunately, it breaks my heart to do this, but I'm going to probably have to call Djokovic over Federer in the semifinals. Okay. But where my gotcha, gotcha, gotcha comes is <laughs> I predict Varvinka will beat Djokovic 
again for the third time in a Grand Slam final. Wow. Man, Bryce. Good Lord. That's that. Hey, man. That's 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 some bold predicting. That's very bold. And I have to say, I'm not too far away from you if I have to be very honest with you. Um, for me, I actually have a little bit of a... See, I think Nadal will actually succumb to team. Wow. Um, so like that same thing that you were talking about, I think the Kyrgios match took a bit out of him. And what I will say is the battles that Nadal has had with team, team continues to get closer and closer and closer yeah. as it relates to, to, to getting that victory, especially in the Grand Slam. And I just feel like with team having beaten uh, Roger Federer last year on hard courts, I mean, he's done some things on hard court uh, last year that should give him a ton of confidence. And I just believe that he is actually going to take out Nadal. So who I have in the semis, I actually have team like you facing Vavrinka because, yeah, I think he's going to beat the brakes off of Zverev. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then the bottom half, similar to you, I have Roger and I have Novak. And, and, and like you, um, I just don't feel like Roger is, is 100% sharp, and I think that he's just not quite there, and Novak is going to get him. So unfortunately, it breaks my heart to say that as well. But I think Novak will make the final. I believe that Stan is actually going to take out team as well. So like you had Stan taking out Nadal, I have Stan taking out team. Okay. So I have a Novak-Stan final. Unlike you, though, <laughs> I, think Nadal, I think that Novak... Because this is an Olympic year, I honestly feel like he's got a golden slam on his mind. And I think of anybody, he's going, he is the one that I feel has the opportunity to actually do it. And I feel like because of that, he is going to channel, especially given what we talked about, about his relationship with Kobe Bryant and what happened. Mm -hmm. I think he's going to channel all of that emotion and he is going to get that victory. And I see him raising number 17. Wow. Yeah. Well, at least we are on the same page about the two finalists. That we are. That we are. Yeah, man. Always going to be fun, fun stuff, especially at this stage. I mean, you can't go wrong with any matchup with any of these guys at this point. It's going to be good regardless. It is. And listeners, we are not going to leave you hanging. After the tournament is over, Isaac and I are going to get back in here and we're going to do a results episode, as we always do after the Australian Open. So we will once again get a chance to check ourselves against uh, these predictions. Uh, and we'll see who will be holding the big hardware uh, at the end of next week. But even after you listen to that episode, we are super excited to tell you about an episode we just recorded last week. Um, we had a very, very special guest with us. Um, how often do you get an opportunity to interview one of your idols? So um, we're going to leave a little bit of a mystery for right now who that person is. But in a couple of weeks, I think on uh, Sunday, February the 9th, we will be posting this interview. We're going to do we'll, – we'll have some notifications and some promotion um, of it the week leading up to it. But – we cannot wait to share this with you. And we are so, 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 so very excited uh, to have had the opportunity to spend an hour with someone that we really grew up uh, watching. Good stuff, y'all. You don't want to miss it, folks. So understand, 
It's all about brothers on tennis. Make sure you're listening. <laughs> Absolutely. So we're going to wrap up this episode because we had a goal of how long we wanted this to run. And we are right about at our limit. So continue to watch the, the rest of the tournament. There's some really good matches out there. And we will talk to you again in a week. So signing off, this is your boy Bryce. And this is your boy Isaac. And we are brothers on tennis. Be safe, everyone.